So you smell like <laughs> like you don't have any more stress. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Hi, Jim. Hi, Dio. I'm so happy to see you. I feel like I haven't seen you in fucking days. Right. That's why we haven't recorded. Yeah. <laughs> we have seen each other every day, but not for very long. No, like five minutes here or there. Welcome to the Intimacy Cadre Podcast, <laughs> where Jim and DL actually get to hang out together. They're actually hanging out as much with us as we are with each other. Yeah, we're taking our hangout time to record a podcast episode. Yeah, I've been... We're dedicated. Yeah, I've been too busy with my J-O-B, and I don't want to talk about my J-O-B. No, or B-U-S-Y. <laughs> right. <laughs> The two naughty words. <laughs> <laughs> the other one is T-R-Y, right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, you had more fun things going on this weekend since we last recorded. Uh-huh. You had your first The Ecstatic Pussy <laughs> Talk in Bozeman. You did one in Jackson mm-hmm. back in October. Jackson, Wyoming. But yes. But here in Bozeman, Montana, you just gave a talk. How did that go? It was amazing. It's amazing. Is there anything you can share without not t- breaking anyone's confidentiality or? Yeah. What I could share is that the women that showed up came to open the pussy portal in in Bozeman with me, with each other, with all of us, and that felt really powerful. And a lot came from that conversation as as we each explore. And recognize that perhaps we don't talk enough, maybe I do, but we don't talk enough about our experiences and about our sexuality, about our pussies with one another. And I invited them to start opening those conversations more in their lives. And it was really just cool to and amazing to have that conversation and see the realization from in the eyes of, of the women recognizing that, wow, it actually feels good to talk about this and we don't do it enough and we want to do more of it. That sounds amazing. Yeah. So you've told, told me a little bit about it. And um, again, without breaking confidentiality, I understand that it wasn't just young people. It wasn't just old no, people. No, it was a, a range of all the decades, except for no teenagers and nobody, nobody in their over 70s. S- nobody in their 70s. Nobody in their 70s, mm-hmm. but... So between 20s and people in their 60s, people showed up. Mm -hmm. So that's really fascinating. It was amazing. Did you notice any generational dynamics and how people talked about their pussies? (laughs) Uh, Maybe some of the older ladies, just that generation definitely talked less, even less about it. It's not like the younger generations talk that much more about it, but it was... Even the women who have had really fabulous experiences don't necessarily or haven't really talked about it. And so you're going to be um, doing this again mm-hmm. on March 11th. Yes. You're in Bozeman of yeah. Emergence <laughs> Movement and Wellness. Yes. <laughs> and uh, if people didn't go to the first one, they can go to the second one, sure. correct? Yes. I would like to have somewhat of a conversation to just get them up to speed a little bit, but you don't. You didn't have to have come to the first one. And if you came to the first one, the second one's not going to be a replica of the first one. No, it's going to be more anatomy, more orgasm, more how-tos, more let's do this. 
how do we Let's do this? Do this. <laughs> <laughs> More tools. And we can watch the video later. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. And thanks uh, for asking. Sure. Mm-hmm. It so, was really special. I am. I just feel. I'm, I feel so happy to have started this, the Bozeman branch of the Ecstatic Pussy. Yeah, and you even have people who are signing up for our weekend workshop that's going to be coming up in May, mm-hmm. May 5th through 7th at Boulder Hot Springs, and that's awesome. Yeah. You got people who came to that workshop who are excited about doing intimacy work in a broader way. Some people are just ready. So it doesn't take much for them to shift into the want it phase. Like, I want this for myself. That's really exciting. I want this for myself. I want this for my, with for my relationship and my relationships. And if you're new to our podcast and haven't listened to anything regarding the ecstatic pussy, just look through our podcast. We have one called <laughs> Ecstatic Pussy, <laughs> where we talk about what she was basically. What is that? Yeah, what that means. Mm-hmm. So I invite you to check that out. Mm-hmm. Today. Today. What are we talking about? Oh my gosh. We are talking about internal orgasm. Internal orgasm. Oh, for men. For men. Oh, well, I don't have a vagina, so <laughs> how do I have an internal orgasm? Some call it the injaculation. Injaculation. Yeah, it's. I it's, come inside myself. No, it's it's having an <laughs> orgasm. I'm, without... <laughs> I'm playing stupid. <laughs> having an orgasm without ejaculating. What? Oh my gosh, is that even possible? Yes, it is. So last time we talked about vaginal orgasms and whether they were possible. Uh-huh. And it turns out they are. Yeah. Because <laughs> you have um, had experience. All the time. I just thought it was a good next podcast episode to talk about what the men can experience. Okay. So tell me, what do the men experience? <laughs> <laughs> do you want me to explain what I witness in, in your experience or how what I understand it to be? I mean, I'm obviously being an ass right now. I can, but... <laughs> I can. Okay, let me let me explain. Okay, go from, ahead. From my perspective, okay, the internal orgasm, which I have known about before, since before you, is mm-hmm. when the man approaching orgasm or ejaculation. I don't, I don't know the. T- I know there's a timing to. I don't understand that piece, but when you're getting close and you're right about to, you can press up hard on the prostate. Which blocks the flow of semen and it kind of pinches it off. It blocks the flow and then allows for the orgasm to shoot up through the center of your body. So nothing comes out of your penis. You still experience this incredible orgasm and you can stay hard and keep going and not have to deny yourself of any pleasure. Uh You can just keep riding the waves is that yeah can i explain it okay (laughs) (laughs) that's right so now i don't have anything to share (laughs) (laughs) okay see you next time on the intimacy country podcast no it's really interesting i that's right Mm -hmm. um it's an orgasm that i never experienced before even on my own even in my own self-practice until I was in my 40s, and I'm in my 40s now, so mm-hmm. it's relatively recent. I read about it in 
Margot Annan's book, The Art of Sexual Ecstasy, which I've mentioned quite a bit yeah. in these podcasts. She's so amazing. it was the first time I had ever heard of the fact that there could be other kinds of male orgasm besides ejaculation. Mm-hmm. I used to think that sex wasn't even fulfilling for me unless I had ejaculated. Yeah. It almost didn't even count, which <laughs> yeah. I obviously have a very different view of sex and even orgasm now than I had then and finding the enjoyment and different ways of moving energy without even having orgasm. You can have powerful experiences. You can be orgasmic without having an orgasm. Correct. Mm -hmm. And have incredible full body experiences without what I would call an orgasm that I recognize as an orgasm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Same. Me too. So... Right. That's true for males and females. Mm -hmm. And then actually you can move the energy in pretty much the same way in males and females. And we, and we'll talk about that in other episodes, but the fact that there are other kinds of orgasms for the man, like I already had a sense they were for women, that women could squirt, they could have G spot. They, they had the clitoris, they had, uh, other stuff that seemed possible that women had a full cacophony of like a whole orchestra of, (laughs) orgasmic potential and it was like oh well men we just sort of come all over the place (laughs) and make babies when we don't want to make babies and things like that but but it turns out that's definitely not true and there and i still haven't even reached my full orgasmic potential because there's apparently a, a prostate orgasm that I've never had. And then as Yet. you get orgasmic, you realize there's all kinds of orgasms possible, all kinds of ways that um, I haven't fully experienced. Mm-hmm. But I had experienced ejaculation <laughs> many, many times. <laughs> and it was, and one of the things about ejaculation, I think when I first had sex, I was shocked how, wow, your energy comes down. You can't immediately always just have sex again. Once in a while you could, but very rarely could you have sex. You're no longer hard for a while. You're, you don't have, you've let your semen go. So the semen is uh, not there to be used. So even if you can have sex again in a few hours, it often doesn't feel as good. Mm. I noticed that when I was young, when I was having sex quite a bit, when I was first having sex, that it was, it began to become painful for me. Once I had done three or four times, because each time I had to ejaculate, I had to ejaculate. There's less and less to ejaculate. So the pain, your your body, your penis starts feeling almost sore. At least mine mm. does. I, maybe some guys, I can go all day long, all, you know, whatever. <laughs> That's not me. <laughs> so this kind of orgasm where you don't release, I, I must admit I felt a little skeptical at first, yeah. it doesn't feel natural mm-hmm. to do. But I can say when when I first successfully did it, and in a man, you kind of know when you're reaching that point. You can guess wrong. That's why pulling out, they say, is not the safest uh, anti-pregnancy technique. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you do kind of know when it's happening, and sometimes you guess wrong, and that's okay. But if you guess wrong, the moment wrong, you guess the moment wrong. But most of the time, you know, and at that moment, with it, if you're having sex, it's usually, I've done it while I was inside you, managed to reach, but often I'll, you'll pull out, or if you're masturbating, that's obviously 
not an issue. And some men just really squeeze their, um, I guess their Kegel muscle, their uh, PC pump really hard to, to stop it. And that'll work. I tried it out. It, it works. Um, but I don't think that's my preference because I don't feel things as much. It's almost like I've really kinked the hose. Yeah, and really you squeeze strong. it, you're constricting so it much. It feels too. really constricting. Mm-hmm. So my preferred method and the one that Margot teaches in the book is for, actually, the way she teaches is actually for your partner to do this for you. Although I don't know how they would time it. I yeah, mean, we would need a lot more practice to reach that point. I usually do it myself and I'll reach for the area where my perineum or perineum is and I push up, up and you, you have, you can, you can push up there um, and it won't hurt and you can push up with some force. You don't want to do it lightly. You want to do it fairly with some pressure. So Mm -hmm. I guess that's the squeezing, but it doesn't feel like a squeeze. Yeah. So it's more, it's, I guess it's more um, targeted, a more targeted pressure rather than just squeezing the area. And that will stop the flow and you've got to hold it because usually your body will start going through the orgasmic, um, like it's, like it's coming, like it's releasing, only you've stopped it from coming. So instead of that, you have this almost explosion of energy that goes not just up your body, but through your entire body. Oh my gosh. Into your toes. And then my, and it feels actually much more powerful than an actual ejaculation. They're different. And, um, I, I don't know why, but the, the books I've read suggest maybe once out of every three times you should just allow yourself to ejaculate. Um, I don't, I m- maybe, I'm not sure why. I've never read why you need to do that. I know some men are afraid of getting what they call blue balls. I'm not even sure that's real. Maybe some man can write to us and tell us about his experience with his blue balls. I would love to hear about that, but I've never had that experience. But um, every so often it just feels good to ejaculate. Yeah, yeah. It's like the release. But it doesn't feel as good, I'm telling you, as this internal orgasm. I remember you telling me, like, I don't know why more men don't do this. Because it, like, is so different, incredible, and bigger, and more expansive, and explosive, and full body. I I think a lot of men don't know about it, first of all. Yeah. But I also think we're trained. We have, I think there's a psychology around coming. Mm -hmm. Like, that's, like, what it means to be masculine in a man. But it also just is strange. It's a little strange and different. But I'm telling you, if you experience it, it's powerful. You've, yeah. you've experienced it it's, through me. It's really incredible to it's just, witness. It's like it goes on and on and yeah, on and on. Yeah, it's amazing. And, and then, then I feel it. I feel it too. I feel your orgasm. Then I can continue. Sometimes my energy still comes down. Sometimes some dribbles out. You know, sometimes it's hard to hold it for long enough. And you think you have. And you come down and then there's still some ejaculate that comes out. <laughs> but if you do it just right... And maybe time it a little before, actually in Margo's teaching, you don't quite get to the point of no return. I typically do it right at the point. Mm-hmm. Um, then you really can keep having sex. So, so the plus of this is a man does not have to deny his own orgasm to still be able to be sexually there for the woman who may or may not have had an orgasm mm-hmm. yet. Mm-hmm. And the man could potentially have multiple orgasms, yeah. which I haven't yet experienced, but it's totally possible. 
Well, when you think about it with procreation, the sperm is the life force that helps create the baby. So if you're always spewing that out, that, so they say, is it's releasing a lot of your life force energy with the ejaculation. So if you're holding that within yourself, you're recirculating that powerful life force energy into back into yourself rather than than ejaculating it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, your energy do- level doesn't go down to the same level. And you've, we've certainly experienced it where we continue to have sex. Mm-hmm. And you, the unusual thing, on average, women orgasm much later than men orgasm. In our relationship, she orgasms first <laughs> far more often than I <laughs> orgasm. But there have been times where I orgasm first. And there have been times where I've been able to stay hard. And then she still had an orgasm afterwards. In fact, she's probably even, yeah, you. Yeah. Uh, I guess I feel like I'm talking to you, the audience. (laughs) Like you're the third person there. So yeah, with you, Mm -hmm. you've orgasmed after me. um, Yeah, several times. Yeah. And like I said, where it hasn't happened, it's usually because you just orgasm first anyway. Mm Mm-hmm. And sometimes I don't orgasm at all because that's not even my goal anymore, which is a whole other, which is a whole other topic. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That is a whole other topic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I've given up that sort of goal orientation, which is interesting because when I do orgasm, it feels incredible, but it also doesn't feel like what I'm aiming for in that experience anyway. So I'm, I'm, I don't necessarily have the same um, the same sense of, oh my God, I just had an orgasm feeling. But I guess men were used to orgasming anyway. So it's perhaps me as a man who's been privileged enough to just feel like I could orgasm whatever the heck, hell I wanted to. Maybe I am looking for something else besides from my sexual experience. Or women mm-hmm. who have often had to take put their orgasms to the side to please their man yeah, the orgasm becomes an empowering experience of uh, that they haven't necessarily always been able to experience in their sex lives. Mm-hmm. So now it's like a secondary thing, and that's just what it is for me. It is nice to let go of the goal-oriented sexual experience and to just be in that really close place with each other. Yeah, for me, if if you if there is a goal, that is the goal. The yeah. goal is the closeness. Mm-hmm. The goal is to share the experience. Sometimes yeah. I'm into more into my experience. Sometimes I'm just experiencing vicariously through you while we're having sex because I enjoy that too. Mm-hmm. Or I know you do too in reverse. Yeah. In fact, because I orgasm more infrequently than you, you sometimes get really excited about my orgasms <laughs> and have your own orgasmic orgasmic experience or it brings on your orgasm yeah yeah (laughs) yeah it's really fun to witness (laughs) and be a part of for sure so that's the internal orgasm Mm -hmm. and i definitely recommend if guys have any questions if girls have any questions about it you can ask ask me Mm -hmm. and write to us at intimacy cadre.gmail.com at gmail.com. At gmail.com. Yeah, yeah. We also 
had announced in previous episodes a website. We mm-hmm. are not well. We you if you can go to if you're listening, listen to an old podcast and you tried that website, it'll still work and yeah. it'll get you to the right place. But we just splurged and got a domain and a host, and we're now at intimacycadre.org.orgasm, right? <laughs> .org, intimacycadre.org.orgasm. <laughs> Thank you for all your work on our website. It was so amazing, and it's so amazing. <laughs> right, and that's where you can register for events mm-hmm. or hear these podcasts, mm-hmm. listen to other recordings, find, all kinds other, of stuff. find other stuff, yes. and it's just going to keep growing from there. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you can't remember uh, what our email address is, you can contact us on the <laughs> website too. There's a contact form. <laughs> Intimacycadre.org.org.org. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Org. <laughs> but don't write the whole word. No, orgasm. no. <laughs> it won't get you there. <laughs> Thank you for sharing about your internal orgasms. I know it's a very curious subject for a lot of men. Yeah, well, this is a fun one because mm-hmm. it feels great. Yeah, know? it's amazing. And I suggest men, if you want to try it, try it on yourselves first. Mm-hmm. Just feel it out. And it may take some practice because it's a hard habit to break. It took yeah. me years yeah. of... Well, it's just like the it. women, like coming coming away from the clit. It's like that's all that we know. Uh-huh. And knowing that, or realizing that there's this whole other, so many different kinds of orgasms in the vagina. Yes. And in this case, it's the same kind of orgasm in a sense. It's just you're redirecting the energy back mm-hmm. through your body. Yeah. Yeah. And when you start to wield the sexual energy and, and bring it back and recirculate it back into yourself, you just, it feels so much more nourishing. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely feel it. And I'm often happy to have more. (laughs) (laughs) Yay for more. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Thank you for another episode of Intimacy Cadre Podcast. All right. Goodbye.